The Commission for the Promotion and Protection of the Rights of Cultural, Religious, as well as Linguistic Communities, the CRL Commission, Rights Commission, says that the ruling by the High Court is making it difficult for parents to discipline their children. Now, children's rights groups met recently to discuss alternatives to corporal punishment. Joining us on the line to speak about the impact of this ruling and that it, what it could have on you as a parent is the CRL Deputy Chairperson, Professor David Masoma. Very good morning to you, Professor, and welcome. Uh, Professor, what implications does this ruling have on parents in general? First, um, we as the Commission are mandated to protect and promote the rights of cultural, religious and linguistic uh, communities. With that also has to do with their rights to make sure that their communities flourish. What flourishing of the community is also about how the they grow, how they develop, and how they um, guide their children. Now, the constitutional ruling has the implication of ensuring that parents really are demobilized from um, any form of, uh, of uh, discipline, because um, I think we think also that children have the right to be disciplined. Mm be guided because uh, after all they have no knowledge of what the world would look like and how they must behave and become good citizens so so there's a sense in which uh, the responsibility of ensuring that socialization of children is in the hands of the parents and this particular ruling criminalizes any form of uh, you know discipline however mild however uh, small however moderate um, any slapping uh, on the wrist of the child uh, constitutes an illegal act, and therefore a person could be um, prosecuted for that. Mm-hmm. Now, so some guys feel that, yeah. Yes. Now, some parents are indicating, Professor, that their hands are tied, that their hands are cut off, that they can't discipline their children anymore. What do they do now? And I think that is our challenge, which is why we had this. Uh, short seminar to try to look at what can be done because if parents are not able to do that, who then must do that? Does it imply that the state has now encroached into the family life? Because it is shipping um, a ruling. In other words, even those that have a good intention uh, really are, uh, are characterized as being uh, criminals. Mm. So we, we really feel that uh, the same applies here. Uh, you cannot make uh, fewer uh, misnomers, fewer rotten apples, and become the norm. I mean, we have not seen a, a, a groundswell of parents abusing, violating their children left and right as a national crisis or pandemic. We have not seen that. But they are indeed um, parents who abuse their their role as parents to discipline their children in a manner that they're excessive in in applying that that type of discipline. And those we condemn, we really condemn because children, children too have the rights, Mm -hmm. and we cannot undermine that. But the role of the parents to guide the children is very, very important. In my study of philosophy, um, there is a a story told uh, in that study of a parent who was walking on the bridge with his son, the bridge and under the bridge was a very big um, uh, water flowing and this child was 
in, attracted by the beauty, the blueness of the water. So, baby, I'm going to jump. This is beautiful. The, the child sees the beauty, but does not see the consequence of that, of jumping into the water. Mm-hmm. And the parents have to make sure that you can't jump. I understand what it means. You don't. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's a sense in which there must be a, a, a very reciprocal way which does not antagonize and criminalize as parents to do what they have to do as parents. There's an outroar and an outcry from parents because they say uh, if the courts or even government now can tell you what to do and how to raise your child, then you must also pay for the roof over my head and you must also make sure that you pay for my school ch- for, for my child's school fees and then you can tell me what to do in my house. Is that where we're going to with this or, or can this still be challenged, Professor? Well, of course, we are told that there are some uh, uh, rights uh, um, uh, groupings, especially representing the religious uh, sector, who feel that uh, this is really an encroachment in the role that parents should play. I think that's the direction we are taking. But we are saying to ourselves, we did not canvass this issue enough because the danger also is to have smaller group decide on the rights of many people. Mm. And we have not seen how, uh, for example, traditional authorities, uh, groupings across the board, uh, religious institutions, uh, you know, in their own space, really raising these issues and say, how is the best way to discipline children without being excessive? You know, mm. how, how do we do it? And that adjudication has not happened. So you have a ruling which then gets imposed to the entire society. And of course, the danger is that the now, when, the, when the law is not indigenous, the, the danger is that uh, it, it criminalizes everybody because it's not contextualized. It's extrapolated from one uh, source of authority to another. So we are calling for a real search for a better way in which societies, communities, religious institutions, cultural institutions, and, human, and rights, children's rights institutions are really engaged to make sure that we come to a very uh, amicable solution mm-hmm. without having to be imposed on how um, parents should mm-hmm. raise their children. But what alternatives are available to parents that need to discipline their recalcitrant and or perhaps ill-disciplined children? Well, there are alternatives that have been spelled out. But the danger of those alternatives is that, for instance, if you say, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give you food, um, I'm going to make you stand, um, face the wall, or whatever the case may be. That also uh, impinges on the, the rights of the child to food, the mm. rights of the child to, to that space. So we need to find a way. Um, I know some people say, you know, you must respect the right of the child, which is important. You must respect the child. You must negotiate space and find to talk about the negotiations. Those are some of the elements, but these are the elements that ch- the parents we have not heard the parents. We have heard the court. Mm. We have not heard what heard the parents. Mm. So the, the, parent, the, the court has taken the, the place of the parent. The government has taken the place of the parent. Mm-hmm. We must hear the parents. We must hear the challenges they face. Why some of them resort to this kind of behavior? Why? Yes. And that is very, very important. And in the African tradition, there were ways in which children were disciplined. I grew up in, as a, in an African environment. I am today who I am because of the role the parents played. Yes. If, I mean, for example, I remember when I was young, I was so truant that one morning, several mornings, I spent two weeks, in fact, not going to school. I would go with others, 
just midway to school or deviate, go under the tree and sleep. Mm. But the, my father, uh, after hearing from my friends that, you know, you know uh, David is not going to school. So he followed um, the roots and he found me asleep under a small tree. And he spent me and I ran until the classroom. <laughs> Since that day, I never left the classroom until today. Yeah. Now, some would ask the question, you know, some of these alternatives where they tell you that you can send your child to the room. But do, do they actually work in very poor households where, for instance, you are confined to a shack and you only have that room and you cannot send the child to another room? Do they actually work? Those are the challenges when you look at the majority of our people who are really very, very poor. What means do they use? In fact, there's also um, the proposal that, you know, the, the, the social, um, social development department will provide support of one kind or another. Go to this clue, this go to, to Soweto and check whether those support exist. And mm. they are non-existent. So you, you make the law, and you say, go and, and implement. How do you implement it, implement it if they're instruments? Yes. They're not support systems. So we are throwing this whole country into a frenzy. So we seek a, a better way of ensuring that we work together as South Africans to find a solution that um, we can together uh, subscribe to. Now, Felix, you are calling us from Nelspray. A very good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. I, I think uh, we are missing the point here. Hmm. If, if, any man, if any man abuses or assaults any man, does not matter whether it's the parent or it's the child abusing the parent, that person must be prosecuted. That does not in any way mean that I cannot discipline my child in my own house. It's not possible for anybody, not even God, can tell me how to discipline my child. So you must understand that if I abuse my child and it was alleged that I do so, you can prosecute me. There's no problem about that. Yes. And the child can leave my house. There's no problem. Mm-hmm. But you cannot tell me how to discipline my child in my house. Mm-hmm. All right, Felix in yeah. Nelspread. You can also let us know what's on your mind. 891 So the next step now, and, the, and the, uh, another question that's being posed, Professor, is, is this perhaps not overreached by the courts into your household? Well, I know that uh, people use these concepts, overreach, uh, you know, um, uh, intervention, whatever the case may be. But I think what is really required is how the courts and the community should work together. Mm. Because it's not either or. It's not that group over there and the community over there. There must be a seamless engagement. That's what we really plead for. That um, those who are given the authority to make laws, uh, in our country, must be sensitive to the fact that the communities must part- participate in shaping that law. I think that is our, our point of view. All right, Professor, I thank you so much for your time. That was the Commission for the Promotion and Protection of the Rights of Cultural, Religious, as well as Linguistic Communities. It's a mouthful, isn't it? In short, it's the CRL Rights Commission, the Deputy Chairperson there, Professor David Masoma.